to our listeners to episode three of our We Can Get, we can through, get through This. 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 We can get through this. And if that hasn't got into your head by now, I don't know what's happening. Indeed. It's been a very interesting week, politically, globally. Um, we try not to talk too much about politics, do we, Phil? No, that's it. Absolutely. Everyone has their own opinions and views. But we have been a little bit cooped up over the past week, so today we're in for a treat. We're getting outside. Yes, we are on location. Okay, you say hello. Ninja, not like that. Ninja. We have a small confrontation here with the, um, with the dogs. It's uh, been resolved. The other one's run away. So, Phil, we've come out today. We're out. We've escaped. We've escaped lockdown and we've come out to meet... Mark and Lynn, who um, it's so nice to see you. We haven't seen you for quite a while. No, it's been a while. It's been weeks, Very excited at the uh, prospect of uh, subjecting you to the mystery voice later on. I know, I wonder who it is. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to keep guessing, keep everyone guessing. Um, the sun's shining, we're sitting by the Malbec estuary on the banks of it. Um, well, they're sort of slightly in the distance, and I think this is this is actually very close to where we first met you. And that literally, I don't know, was it just a couple of weeks before lockdown? Um, about a month. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And about a month since we'd arrived in the country as well. Yeah. And this, it's really interesting. That was kind of. Sorry, I've got a mouthful of cake now. Lynn's <laughs> has made an absolutely delicious beetroot cake. I was going to say exactly the same thing. It's absolutely delicious beetroot cake with a delicious cream cheese topping, I think. Is that? It is sure that? is. So lick your lips, those of you in yep. podcast land who are missing out <laughs> on the beetroot cake. So we got a little bit sidetracked by the cake there. And um, yeah, Lynn's and Mark, they literally moved, moved over, made a big life change. Yep. So really, it would be really interesting. We'll you know, I'm sure everyone would like to know how you adapted and adjusted. Tell us a little bit about your story and the move back to the UK. Okay, well, we've been living in Hong Kong for, well, I've been in Hong Kong for 43 years. And Mark had been there for about 25. Yeah, 25 years. Yep, and we loved our life there, but as we started to get a, bit, a little bit older, we just wanted a little bit of something different. Ooh. We wanted... It was very busy. Very crazy. Well, I can't imagine a more stark contrast from Hong Kong to... No, and that's probably why we chose here. Mm. Mark wanted to mountain bike and we kind of fell over the mouth of history completely by mistake, but um, we love it here, but it is very different. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was what we were looking for. It was what we wanted. We came here for a little bit of a quieter life and an outdoory life and... Um, our own house with a garden and everything we just didn't plan on there being no. um, a covid virus or a lockdown when we got here as well so, Absolutely, yes. so that added to the quietness quite a bit I'm sure it certainly did so how have you coped with that how has that been um we feel fairly lucky really that we've been cooped up here in one of the most beautiful places and mm. um, at least you can get out and go for a walk um, we can sit in the garden, we can do gardening, you know, we're not stuck in the middle of a city where you're really restricted on where you can go, really. Yeah. So we feel quite lucky for that. I think that's probably helped us a lot. Mm. 
it was quite hard because everyone was talking about learning new things and yeah. ex- new experiences and stuff and we kind of we wanted to learn Welsh oh. and I came up here to study upholstery oh, right. and we were going to do all these things but then everything shut down yeah everything shut down and then kind of included in our minds as well because it was mm. so full of everything covid that it was really, really hard to find any kind of creative energy and stuff yeah. so we put all our energy into kind of doing the gardening and yeah. practical so things with our hands right quite a to kind of distract us of yeah it was kind of new all new to us yeah. but it kind of fulfilled our time quite, quite well right. um so it was definitely more kind of less creative kind of things with our mind and more working with our hands kind of thing wasn't it we spent a lot of time in the garden yeah. doing stuff and it was, was all and that was a learning process as well because yeah. we've never done any of that i think we were so. super lucky as well that we met you guys yeah. and other people so we managed just before lockdown to meet a group of really nice people so at least we had a little bit of a support yes it was really? still whatsapp wasn't it really yeah. a little yeah. phone yeah. group that was really what? good because we all kind of checked in with each other every day yes and if we hadn't have met anyone, we would have just been alone, alone really without anyone. Not anyone, and that would have been really hard, I think. And although we did move here for that, we didn't yeah. want to be alone totally. Yeah, totally. yeah. <laughs> quite different. No, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So, so the dogs got lots of walks anyway. So yeah. they, were, they were very happy. The, the dogs are the only ones I think are very happy about COVID because we're home all the time and they get loads of walks. I was very impressed when we first met about the number of animals you either once kept or are <laughs> yes. currently keeping. So maybe you can fill us in on exactly where, where we are with that at the moment. Okay, so at the moment we have four dogs. Four dogs, And there good, are yes. two of them with us here today. Yes, yep, the ones Cor- that Corky behave themselves. and Ninja are here today. <laughs> Several of them have already checked in. You'll have heard their, uh, yeah. their little they're dogs bo- in tow. They're both rescue dogs. Yep, and then we have a Bull Terrier and a Jack Russell at home. Um, we tend not to bring all four out at the same time because it's chaos. <laughs> right. Um, we had. We did have one cat with us. Yeah, but, but he. He's he was twenty, but he died. Um, but I mean, we used to have eight cats. Eight. And three rats, and two turtles, and two oh, hamsters. That was my. That was what uh, I was very impressed. At yeah, the that, that of, was. Uh, a it was most. a small mini zoo. I was going to say a small zoo. Exactly, yeah. This yeah. <laughs> was while you were in Hong Kong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, living in a very small flat with right. a lot of animals. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> that so even having a garden is is new to us and new to the dogs as well. Mm. So it's mm. it's um, impressive. It's great for them. They're loving the exploration. Excellent. Brilliant. So good company for you. Great companions, and I guess you know sometimes filling that gap in terms of not seeing other people. When yeah all being locked down and not allowed to socialise. Sure. And also giving us a little, they give you a bit of structure somehow. Yeah. Whereas some days you feel like, I mean, we all get it, you mm-hmm. just want to stay in bed. Mm-hmm. Yes. But actually the dogs need feeding, the dogs need walking. So then you get up and by the time you've fed the dogs, take them for a walk, you feel better. So it's, yeah. yeah. You, don't get, you don't get to lay in when you've got four no, dogs. No, no. <laughs> you've got to get out there. Definitely not. No matter what the weather. Mm-hmm. And fortunately we did have those lovely long, sunny days throughout the early yeah, lockdown that helped a lot I yeah. think it was good because we got to know our local area quite well by walking the dogs a lot because we were locked down obviously so um, maybe we wouldn't have got to see that as much because we would have been exploring a little bit more yep. so we got to we got to know our local area which was good yeah great and in terms of this obviously it's a global pandemic so what about con-
um, that's been the most to. difficult thing because mm-hmm. um, when I actually left Hong Kong a lot of my close friends that were there said it's okay we don't have to bother saying goodbye because I'm going to see you in a few months so we had all these plans to mm-hmm. vid- they were going to come and visit and mm-hmm. I was going to go to Europe to see people that's my cake <laughs> <laughs> that you're stealing well, you can't say anything the, when you're talking the, the, the <laughs> Mark has just stolen Lindsay's cake and is yes. eating it out of the Tupperware dish <laughs> with a wooden spoon <laughs> very classy um, yeah so that that was really hard mm. the fact that now yeah. I feel like a lot of my friends I haven't seen for a year right. and I don't know when I'll see them. Yes, indeed. Well, so we also had plans didn't we, of lots of them visiting in the first year that we were here and obviously yeah. that was all cancelled. Yeah. So, yeah. so we've home. been in contact on email and lots of Zoom chats and stuff, mm. but it's not quite the same. No. So how do you feel about that sort of going forward? Are you thinking, like, this will all come to an end? There will be a time? I don't know. I mean, I think I at the, I have to think that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't think that, I, I get really upset. So I'm, I, we try. I mean, we both have days where you're feeling really upset about the whole thing. But then we really try to be positive whenever we can and say, at some point, this will end. Yes. And we will get to see people again. And, and we will get to socialize again and I just don't think international travel is going to be no. as easy as it once no. was or, or affordable or exactly no. yeah. and yeah. at the end of the day sometimes that's not necessarily a bad thing no because I think the world was going down the wrong path yes. somehow yeah. so there are certain things that maybe yeah. it's good it's just one Absolutely. when you've lived overseas it's a little bit harder because you might have friends all spread across all the over the world so Absolutely. it's it kind of forces you to focus more on your friends close at home but you kind of have to try not to lose contact with your friends around the world as well so it kind of forces you to be a little bit more um, in contact with them as well rather than just letting relationships kind of slide away a little bit so hopefully we'll see everyone again soon but so is it a lot of video calls yeah Yeah. lots of video calls emailing and whatsapp and Mm -hmm sending yeah. photos and but that's also been that's quite good as well because there's people in around like New York and stuff that we didn't see that much but yeah. we've been right. speaking on Zoom a Every lot week. recently yes. and we've actually yes. been seeing them and oh. actually had more contact that way than right. we did before we have a Zoom chat every Sunday with a friend in Australia a friend oh, in New York yeah. a friend in Edinburgh a yeah. friend in Hong Kong and us oh, wow. so that's quite nice yeah. we Bringing all chat all together. with WhatsApp actually WhatsApp is a fantastic way of uh, instant messaging isn't it yeah, yeah. Enables you to keep in touch with people and indeed video That's calls if, if that works. Such a simple thing, but it kind of really does work that instant messaging. So, yeah. yeah. So, in terms of your kind of life here in Snowdonia, again, moving forward, I know you've said that the things that you have planned to do, you've not been able to do them or maybe have to do them a little bit differently. So, um, what was it, Mark upholstery? Yeah, that's that's my. Is that something that you still might be able to do? Sure. Yeah, it's. um, I'm either going to study in Manchester or Mm -hmm. South Wales to Mm -hmm. to learn this. But at the moment, the courses are still running. But a lot of it is obviously the country's in lockdown and stuff, so we can't travel there. Mm -hmm. So it's just a case of waiting until everything's a little bit more open, Mm -hmm. and then and then looking to yeah explore my creative side a little bit more so <laughs> other than cake making and bread making and, and all of those things but don't give up the cake no making. i was going to say don't, no don't give up the cake, the cake making. making or the bread making. That's, that's the most important thing really. <laughs>
and the sharing of it is also a very important aspect of well-being. So if the upholstery career doesn't work, then you may see me on Bake Off in a couple of years. So. Oh, we look forward to that. Well, no, we want it to go whichever way you want it to go, but if you do make But preferably cakes. Off, we'll be cheering you along all the way. It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. Cake. Never pasty. Seaside or countryside? Countryside. What do you do to relax? I try to mountain bike as much as I can, although I have a knee injury at the moment, so that's on hold. Um, Mainly outdoor stuff, walking dogs, being in the mountains, in the woods, in nature. Have you ever had a nickname? If not, what nickname would you give yourself and why? Oh, I've had three or four nicknames. My first nickname was Elbows, and that was at school because I used to run funny with my elbows out, apparently. So um, my latest nickname is Fishy Bob, and that was because there were a lot of marks in our friends group, and we had to all come up with names to differentiate between the different marks. So I'm now known Fishy Bob. What are you most grateful for and why? Um, family and friends. How much time do you spend on social media? Uh, probably too much. I try to limit it. Um, I'm mainly on Instagram now. Um, I find that's a better way of communicating and not getting so angry with a lot of the rest of social media. What football team do you support? And don't give me any of this, I don't like football. Just name a team! I don't like football, but (laughs) (laughs) I've always supported Liverpool. Quite good for a southerner. If you could go back in time and change one thing, what would it be and why? If I could go back in time and change one thing... Um, seeing as the news is all about the elections at the moment, I think I'd go back and change Trump. <laughs> we can get through this. 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 So that was great, Mark. Thanks very much. Yes, thank you for that, Mark. Very interesting. My pleasure. Yeah, very nice to be in the hot seat. In the hot seat, indeed. And the other hot seat you can get into is on your mountain bike. I guess how hot is that? It's it's pretty tame actually when I'm riding <laughs> it. So, yeah, that was one of the reasons that we came to to Wales because I'm a, an avid mountain biker. Okay. Used to do a little bit of it in Hong Kong, but I'd been to this area a couple of times the year before. Um, to experience what mountain biking was around here. Right. So visited Coyne Brennan, mm-hmm. um, Dovey Forest. Yeah. Um, fell in love with the place, met a couple of nice guys oh, okay. who do guiding around here. Yeah. Um, and that was when we started looking on the map for places to live in the southern Snowdonia oh. area. So, so where's um, your favourite uh, place around here, Mark? Um, 
mountain? Like where the um, mountain? So far, Dovey is the best place. It's kind of a little unknown gem at the moment. Okay. It's starting to get popular. Yeah. And obviously with the Dovey bike park that's just been opened with the world famous Atherton family. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I haven't been to the bike park yet, but the forest itself has got great natural trails. Right. And that's one of the reasons why I love mountain biking, just to be out in the open, in nature. Yes. Gives you a chance to switch off. Yes. And because you're so focused on what you're doing, it's almost kind of, it becomes like meditation, almost. Yeah. It's, you kind of forget about everything else going on in the world, pretty much. So yeah, it's, it is an absolutely beautiful part of the uh, world. And I did have the pleasure of um, meeting Steve who runs Wheelism, I think that might be something That's right, you, yep. you know, and he has taken our group on some cycles along the Malvac Trail. That's given me an idea for maybe a future episode. Indeed, Perhaps yes. Steve's definitely Steve. one of the people that mm. brought me to the area right, as well. Right. So. Absolutely, thank you. So finally, um, bringing Lindsay back in as well, Lindsay and Mark, is there any one kind of top piece of, of advice you'd give to people who perhaps have found themselves moving to a new area, not really knowing anybody, having to find their way, make inroads into a local community. Anything that you found that's been particularly helpful? Any good advice there? We found that meeting people, the best way to do that was basically through our hobbies. That was the main thing whether it was mountain biking or Pilates or we went out and just checked social media and found out things that were going on that we were interested in and then just went out there and that's how we met a few of the people through our hobbies and from the litter pickup as well just in our local community so yeah you've just got to get out there and kind of look for like-minded souls and groups that are doing stuff that you enjoy that you can join in with or which I guess is harder at the moment. Indeed, yes. Um, but yeah, that's that's. We were lucky that we did some of that before lockdown. While there are physical groups meeting, are you finding that social media helps you to keep in touch with what might potentially be out there, maybe for the future? Or yeah, I think a lot of the groups are sort of still going. <laughs> okay. And um, people are still chatting. I mean, yeah. I know I volunteer for writing for the disabled okay um and we have a whatsapp and a facebook group so we all still chat and see how everyone is and talk about what we can do when we can start up again and so i think a lot of people still stay social on it even though the groups are not happening there's a lot of local groups on there the the dovey nature site and the dolgeth like people site and everything so there's always things being posted like the the toe and open cinema open their cinema that was moment but yeah. those kind of things were yeah um, a good way a good portal yeah. to finding out what was going on locally absolutely it can be a really positive thing can't it as long as it's used in uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. reason yeah definitely reasonable measures okay. well thanks very much absolutely thank you very much really good to speak to you one other thing i do know mark you've got another little skill <laughs> <laughs> i can't i can't think what that could be and i don't I know call it you... skill <laughs> You may or may not be aware that we have a regular feature on this podcast, and that's Phil playing his ukulele. Oh, no, I'm not got competition, have I? I think there might be a bit of competition here, Oh, goodness gracious, no. I don't think you've got much competition (laughs) from here. Or from myself, for that matter. (laughs) I could probably get mine in tune, maybe. (laughs) 
really think you could give us a little rendition, couldn't you? I we'll, possibly could. Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe... I'm really uh, looking forward to this. It'll be absolutely fantastic, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, recital. It will be a basic three chord song, a I'm master, sure. A so. masterclass. A masterclass. He may be able to give you a few tips. And the briefest well. respite from our listeners listening to my appalling uh, ukulele <laughs> play. <laughs> so we'll give it up for Mark and his ukulele. Excellent. So, Mark, are you poised with your trusty ukulele? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm always poised for a, a, a rock out. So, <laughs> um, what are you going to play for us, Mark? This is a, a popular little tune that you'll probably recognise. It's called Beginner's Song Number Two. <laughs> Here we go. Excellent. Thank you there very you much. Well Whoa. done. <laughs> Only a few mistakes in there. We're back in the studio. Yes, studio. Might be stretching a bit. We're back inside and it was in the really warm. In the warm indeed. It was really nice meeting up with Mark and Linz and there's quite a lot to unpack there, isn't there, Phil? Yes, absolutely. Lots of um thought food for thought. Having made that big relocation from how far away is Hong Kong? How many miles do you think that um, is? I think Mark suggested it was something like 8,000 miles. 8,000 miles? That seems, yeah, that's probably about right. It's a very long way. So relocating, pre-COVID lockdown, uh, big lifestyle change. It all, it brings to mind, do you remember when we were doing face-to-face -face groups and we were delivering the Five Ways to Wellbeing course? Yes, the Five Ways to Wellbeing. There was a, a big part of that is about connect. And I think Mark and Linz have given us the prime example of what it, how important it is to connect with other people. Do you remember that little exercise you used to do? It was drawing um, circles and... In the middle of the circle, can you remember the one I mean? Yes, I do. Uh, the circles of support. Indeed, indeed. So I think for anybody who's relocated, who's moved to a new area, it may only be a matter of 80 miles or even eight miles to try and connect with your local community is a really important thing and have that circle of support that we used to talk about. Absolutely. And there are obviously within our general everyday lives there are people who we rely on for lots of different things some of whom are very much uh, people who are close to us people who we're intimate with our family our friends people who are nearby others are people who are obviously paid to um, support us in various ways people like doctors and uh, nurses and um, so you can see from there really that the, there are people who are, are around us who are important to us um, and with whom we do connect albeit we don't necessarily realise that we are connecting. And, and those are people who we 
really um, wouldn't would make our lives more difficult if they weren't there and we weren't able to rely on their support. I think an activity you used to do, if my memory serves me correctly, is that you would get people to put towards the centre of the circle the people that they felt were most significant and most important in their lives at that particular time. And then towards the edge of the circle, people that perhaps were not so important at that particular time or actually may have a negative impact. Is that right? Indeed. And that's um, a really useful visual uh, representation of the people who are around us, who provide us with the support that we need to get through uh, our daily lives. So thinking about connection, it's really important that people who are perhaps feeling lonely, isolated, um, for whatever reason, it may be because of COVID, it could be for 101 other reasons, that they actually really try to identify those people who they can make a positive connection with. And if it can't be done face to face, then perhaps they do have to resort to social media, as Mark and Lynn said, or connection. telephone. Yes, indeed. Connection can take all sorts of forms. Obviously, face-to-face -face is the most obvious one, but by telephone, by social media, online, um, by email, there are all sorts of ways, and probably more ways than ever, to connect with people at this um, point in our, in our history. And again, thinking back to some other things that Mark and Lynn's commented on, um, they were saying about getting involved in your local community, in community groups, uh, in activities or events that are going on in your area. And that, again, can be easy, perhaps, if you're part of a couple or you have a close family member or a friend who can go along with you. If you're feeling a little bit anxious about that situation, it can be a little bit more challenging. So it's always good to explore ways. How are you going to approach a new situation? How are you going to make that connection? How are you going to make it easier for yourself? Any thoughts there, Phil? Yes, and obviously if you uh, feel anxious about making those uh, new relationships, then obviously pre-planning is perhaps one way of, uh, of achieving what you want to achieve. Think about what sort of groups you might be interested in going to, what sort of people you want to meet, uh, go along, give yourself an opportunity to uh, speak to those people, but also give yourself an opportunity to leave if you're feeling uncomfortable. There is no need for you to have to stay for um, the whole of the, a meeting or the whole of a group if you feel that that place isn't for you at that point in time or feel overwhelmed by your anxiety, there's no harm in leaving. Mm. But just give yourself the opportunity to be there and going and at least trying uh, to uh, to stay in the group will be better than not going at all. Absolutely. And again, you know, in terms of helping to deal with anxiety, uh, if, there, if you are someone who is having issues around that and maybe loneliness and isolation, then by all means, get in touch. I think that's probably brings us to the end of this week's episode. And thank you to Mark for his wonderful ukulele playing. That means we've got no tune from you to no, go out No, not today. I have a rest. I have, a, I have an extra week's practice. Ah, well, once again, we look forward to your playing next week. Although maybe Mark might like a regular slot. That's it for now. Bye. Bye. It's the Mental Health Podcast.